1: Hello and welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the world's number one Joshi podcast. We're glad to have you back. My name is Taylor and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Kelly. Kelly, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Um, I've lost consciousness once this week, had to go to the doctor and get blood drawn. Don't do well with needles. But I got uh, complimented by my nurse and she was like, I've never had someone pass out so chill
1: so you passed out at the doctor yeah because they were because you saw the needle
2: no they had to draw blood and it just happens like i it's just my body's response like anytime i get like blood drawn it's just like well what if we just lower your blood pressure down to the point where you're not conscious anymore and i'm like you crazy for that one body and then i go out But like, yeah, so as like my my nurse was like, yeah, you just said you were going out and then you went out.
1: (laughs) Well, it's so funny because last time I went to the doctor and they drew blood, I'm usually pretty good with it. I've never really had any issues. And they started on my right arm. They're like, great, we're going to get some blood. And the nurse was like, can't find a vein, can't find a vein. It's like, poke, poke, poke. I'm like, oh, my God, come on. She's like, okay, we'll switch to the left arm. I'm like, okay. Switch to the left arm, poke, 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 nothing. The, the nurse is like, can't find a vein, can't find a vein. She goes, can we try your hand? And I oh was like, I guess, sure. Tries the hand, The finally get it, it's coming out. And all of a sudden I was like, hey, just to let you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to pass out. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God, lay down. And I laid down and I didn't actually pass out, but I was like, she's like, do you want water? I was like, sure, I'll take some water. But I just laid down, but it's the feeling of being like, oh, yeah, uh, not we're not heading the right way here.
2: Yep. Suddenly my sight is turning into a tunnel and my hearing is kind of going weird. And at one point I did ask the nurse, because like, so it's my where I go to my doctor now, they moved and they're in a building that used to be a Barnes and Noble. And so she's like, yeah, they built this whole like the blood drawing area stupid and there's no chairs where you can lay down or anything. So when I was going, I just go to her like, can I lay on the floor? And she goes, I wouldn't. And I'm
1: like, yeah, it doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, adventures in taking blood. Well, Yeah, but hey, I don't a have of- Hep C, so that's cool. That's good. You seem to do a lot. This I think this is the second consecutive week we've talked about you passing out.
2: I think it is, uh, yeah. Because I, I last time say, we yeah. talked
1: about your booster.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I didn't pass out. I was very excited about that. So yeah, no,
1: and then this time, here we go. I did. Well, now you've made a full recovery to be yep. here on the show. Um, well, if you are if you want to hear more stories about Kelly's life, you can follow him on Twitter at Kelly. You can follow me at TayMainbow, and most importantly, you can follow the show at JBombAudio on Twitter. Please subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice so you can make sure you get all the episodes right as they come out. And if you happen to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would be super appreciated. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at RedCircle.com slash shows, slash Jumping Bomb Audio. You know, usually I start the show, I do the plugs, and I say, wow, we've got a lot to get into this week. Because <laughs> usually, Joshi's a pretty busy world. This week, not the case. Nah. Uh, it was a pretty quiet uh, last two weeks in Joshi. The biggest show, I would say, um, was the Ice Ribbon, Corkin and Hall Show, which, as seemingly always, is I don't believe it's airing until February 6th, I think is the date that it will be on Samurai. So unfortunately, I was
2: close. I said last, last episode it was going to air in March. <laughs> uh,
1: unfortunately, we can't talk about that show as always. Uh, if anyone who works with Ice Ribbon or has any sort of pull in Ice Ribbon is listening to this, please put more of your big shows where they can be seen immediately so that we can talk about them on this show. Because I really love Ice Ribbon, and I wish that we talked about it more. But most of the time, their big shows go like this, where they don't air for three or four weeks after they happen. And it's hard to talk about them.
2: Yeah. You know, let's just, like, start, I don't know, let's start airing shows sooner after they happen. Because, like, this this just brings me to, unrelated to Joshi entirely, but the Voices of Wrestling Match of the Year poll. I was not able to vote for my Match of the Year because it did not air in 2021 yes you were
1: very you were very upset about that i was really mad in the slack (laughs)
2: because it's like what what the fuck i'm not gonna be able to vote for it next year because that'd be foolish
1: the hell
2: let me vote for the match
1: i think in 20 for match of the year 2022 you should find 10 matches that aired that (laughs) We're in 2021, but aired in 2022 oh, and vote those as your top 10 matches.
2: Yeah. I should make like a blog and just make a puppet account so I can have multiple votes so I can do that one as my, uh, <laughs> my throwaway ballot.
1: Yeah. Just start a blog as Heli Karis. Yeah. No one will and, know. And, uh, do one article about something, something that you, something that you usually don't watch. Yeah. Uh, to throw people off and then Time you can r- use that to vote
2: right about Britress.
1: Yeah. write about NXT UK. Yeah. There we go. And be like, I love this program. It's <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch it every week. Does it air every week? I have no idea.
2: Uh, yes.
1: It's I a weekly it program, does. right? Cause it's like NXT. I think it's weekly. Here's the thing. I think I've only watched one NXT UK match which I think was Mako's first match or something.
2: Okay. I debuted. watched the uh, Walter versus Dragunov match from last year.
1: Oh, and I remember I was really confused because I was like, oh, I'm excited to watch it. And it's like, oh, it's airing on Thursday at 3 p.m. or something. And I was yeah. like, what? Um, I guess that's a British because that's what, 8 p.m. in the U.K.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, Uh, I didn't think that WWE would make like any sort of concession to them with time. I kind of figured they'd just be like 8 p.m.
1: U.S. time. Fuck them. I have a feeling that they probably they went, we should air it at 8 p.m. UK and WWE, uh, WWE went, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, does anyone think about that show in WWE anymore besides the people who are directly on it? (laughs)
2: I mean the fact that they still really haven't gotten hit by cuts means they don't know it's there.
1: The fact they haven't closed the entire thing down, yeah. probably means that no one knows it's there. I really Or wonder it if costs like it exists. $10, you know. Yeah. Cuz aren't those contracts like they get paid like $500 a month or something?
2: It's something like it's pennies on the dollar of what it probably could be or should be.
1: I'm sorry if I. am sorry for anyone, any fan of NXT UK, if I'm spewing uh, <laughs> incorrect information here. I literally know nothing. Couldn't, could probably not name five wrestlers. Okay, wrestle um, on the NXT UK brand. Okay, Mako wrestles there, which um, is
2: still so bizarre to me
1: uh 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 B Priestley who goes by what's that name like Blake Lively oh uh, someone Davenport um, oh uh oh gosh i i said Blake Lively and then i thought Blake Underwood um it's <laughs> Sasha, definitely not Blake Underwood
2: Sasha Davenport Sarah No da- it's
1: not Sasha it is Davenport yeah um, cuz
2: it's it's the couch name
1: <laughs> it's a name of like a character from gossip girl um <laughs> What is it? Is it Blake Davenport? No, no. I have no idea. I have Beans no idea, it, and I refuse to look Davenport. it up. I will not look it up in this during this program. <laughs> uh, who knows? It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> who cares? Who else was there? Uh, um, um, be- Joe Coffee.
2: Sure. Because the, the- who who is the one that put their hand up their butt and then didn't get fired for it? I have no idea what you're talking about. I think that about. might have been Joe Coffey.
1: <laughs> because the only other three I know would be Walter, who isn't there anymore, or I should yeah. I say Gun- Gunther. Gunther. Uh, uh, and the Grizzled Young Vets, who I also think are now in NXT proper because I think they were in the tag tournament. I don't know if they still count as NXT UK. Yeah, i But not sure. I couldn't even name. I'm like, the Grizzled Young Vets, who is... Uh, Zach Gibson? Zach Gibson and uh who knows um although i'm sure you could probably just say oh what's um what's his face um a kid is A-Kid. there, right? but i don't know what his his nxt i think they is. just call him a kid a kid and then the guy who was in um aew for like two weeks
2: Oh, um, Ben, ben, Carter.
1: ben, Ben Carter, but he doesn't go by Ben Carter. Yeah, I have no idea. I, what I don't know what he now. goes by. That's four. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I've got, well, like Isla Dawn, I think is there.
2: I forgot about um, her. Yeah.
1: Well, she, I only remember her because I think the first Mako match was against Isla Dawn.
0: Yeah.
2: I think. Um. Who knows?
1: Anyway. Was, um, what's that?
2: Uh, Bobby Tyler? She was like someone that was in stardom, right?
1: Wait, was who was the um, the one in AEW? They like really hyped her.
0: Oh, yeah. And then Uh, she like had one match and then
1: and then disappeared. Didn't she just retire? I thought she went to NXT. I thought she like popped up in NXT UK under like some weird name or something.
2: Oh, maybe. I don't know
1: um well well that's our extended segment on uh how much we know about nxt uk well
2: now that no one's listening
1: <laughs> well if you want to know more about nxt uk look up articles by heli karis yep um coming coming in 2022
2: i was gonna uh, say go listen to the burt rest roundtable but that hasn't
1: existed for years <laughs> Go listen to just just Joe Lanza still watch NXT UK and review it anywhere. I don't uh, so. Probably. He was the only person I know who watched it. Yeah. Pretty much at all. Um, but anyway, the last two weeks of Joshi, speaking <laughs> of NXT UK, the last two weeks of Joshi. Stardom had four shows. Uh, nothing major on the shows, mostly house shows. Uh, Lady C was out with an she, I think she got an injury on the show on the 15th. She was out on the 16th, but I believe she'll be back, um, for the 29th. She does have a title match on that day. The big event of the last two weeks of stardom, Kogo joining stars, um, at the show that happened today as we record on the 23rd, It will have happened the day before when this is released, um. Unagi Sayaka told her that she was not welcome to join Cosmic Angels. And she told Unagi, I don't want to join Cosmic Angels um, and ended up asking to be put in STARS. Also, uh, Tom Nakino defeated Mei Sakurai. um, And she said she will let the fans know what she will do soon. That's Mei Sakurai letting the fans know what she will do soon. So it looks like she may end up possibly leaving cosmic angels. Um, so we will have to see, I am excited to see some of these new people, you know, Hazuki join stars, Momokogo join stars. I'm excited to see some of these new people, not just be like, there's a new person there in Donna Del Mundo. There's a new person (laughs) there in cosmic angels. It was like for a couple months, like just split them up. Okay. You're in cosmic angels. Okay. You're in Donna Del Mundo. Um, so happy to see that. And as I said last episode, I'm um happy to see Momo Kogo in stardom. I think she's very talented and, of course, didn't have a home after the, uh, I guess, semi closure of Actress Girls. Not entirely clear what's going on there. Not
2: unlike but, uh, Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, not unlike Ring of Honor, although Ring of Honor hasn't announced that the Super Card of Honor will be a uh, wrestling show with no wrestling. <laughs> as Actress Girl seems to be advertising their shows now as wrestling shows that don't have any wrestling on them.
2: But imagine if all of a sudden, um, like, John Gresham comes out and just starts singing.
1: Singing, dancing. Do you yeah. think he'd be a good dancer?
2: I, I could see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think anyone who is in wrestling has to have some kind of coordination.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could see John Gresham being the kind of guy where, like, Dancing with the Stars type, like, if he had training, all of a sudden he'd he'd be like, oh, shit, he's really good.
1: Yeah, like, on Dancing with the Stars, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but I know that seemingly every football player who goes on Dancing with the Stars does really well. Yeah. Because I think they're used to being like, here's what you have to do, like, do this thing. Like, you run a route, which is the same as, like, here's the the choreography of this. So I think they're used to having that sort of system. And also they're very athletic. So it's not a question of they're like, Oh, I'm so tired after dancing or like, I can't pick my partner up or anything like that. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's, It's how Miz made it as far as he did, but every week he dressed like some sort of
1: nightmare creature for some reason. Let's get Jonathan Gresham on dancing with the stars. Yeah. Why not? Hey, couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Ring of honor. Yeah. Uh, although he's very short yeah uh, which might be a disadvantage uh, anyway uh tokyo joshi had two shows that featured matches from the max heart 2022 tournament uh, one on the january 15th which featured asuka and yuki kamafuku defeating marika kobashi and raku and the other match was the Magical Sugar Rabbits being defeated by the usual January team-up of Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima. Uh, two good matches. Uh, Kelly, you watch these, right? Uh,
2: no, I did not watch these. Oh, okay. I w- well, I watched never mind. Next show. I enjoyed them.
1: <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed them. I thought they were fun. There was a second show. This one Kelly did watch. It hey. was on January twentieth with four Max Heart tournament matches. In the first one, Moka Miyamoto and Yuki Arai with a minor upset, I would call it. Yeah, over, no, definitely over Arisa Endo and Suzume, uh, the Bakuretsu sisters teaming up for one of the last times, defeating Hakari Noah and now Kakuda. Asuka and Yuki Kamafuku defeating one to one million of Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita. And in the uh, main event of that show, Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi defeating Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima. Kelly, you did watch the show. what do you think of it overall?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Uh, the first of the tag matches, uh, I, Yuki Arai impressed as always. Uh, I was honestly surprised at how much time the match got. Like, I I don't know the time exactly, but I know they went past the ten minute mark, and that was kind of surprising. Uh, I thought both teams worked really well together, and I was surprised to see uh, Mocha tap out Endo to close the match. I went three stars on that one. Uh, the Bakuretsu sisters beating Free Wi Fi was upsetting because I didn't want to see Free Wi Fi lose. Because come on, best name in wrestling.
1: Yeah, no more free Wi Fi for yeah. you.
2: Now we got to pay for Wi-Fi. It's trash. Uh, the Camille and Asuka versus one 1000000 match was great. I actually went four stars on that one. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I need a, a singles match between Mew and Asuka. Because, come on. like Their interactions were so great. Uh, and then the main was pretty good, too. I went three and a half on that one. I probably would have swapped it out with the uh, semi-main in terms of match placement. Uh... But man, it's cool every time that Watanabe does the double giant swing. Like, that's just awesome. <laughs> like, it's so amazing to see someone pull that off.
1: Yeah, it's always, you know, obviously I've seen a lot of her matches, but it's always sort of like, whoa. Like, it still really impresses me when Watanabe like, picking people up and, like, tossing them around the ring and, yeah. like, grabbing people off the top rope and just carrying them around and throwing them around. I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. She feels, personality-wise, like a lot of the um, rest of the roster, but, like, in-ring-wise, she feels totally unique. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's slowly she becoming that.
2: one of my favorites on the entire roster just because of that.
1: Yeah. I also uh, really liked the... Um, Semi main. I thought it was really good. I wasn't as high as you, but I agree. I mean, I think even before this match, you probably could have said, oh, Asuka and me, Well, That would be a great <laughs> singles match, of course. Um, but really, uh, a great match. They set up the matches for the semifinals, which we'll talk about when we get to the upcoming shows. But overall, a super fun show. Went by very quickly. Um, easy watches. They're up on Wrestle Universe. So I would recommend. Uh, these two shows, I mean, the first show it's two matches. I think it took me like maybe 35 minutes to watch them or something. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, very quick, very easy, um, easy watches. You can follow along with the tournament. I'm sure the two semifinal matches will be really good. So catch up there, um, recommended from me and I'm assuming recommended by Kelly. Thumbs up. Uh, Ice Ribbon, as we mentioned, had their Winter Story show at Cork and Hall on January 16th. Uh, two title matches there: Yuki Mashiro defeating Mika Ozaki and Miyako Matsumoto to win the Triangle Ribbon Championship, her first title, and Sakushi retaining her Ice Infinity title over Ibuki Hoshi. As I mentioned, I believe that comes out February 6th on Samurai. Um, Looking forward to that main event, especially because the Buki Hoshi had that great title match against Sukasha Fujimoto last year that Kelly and I both really loved. uh, Ended up on my Joshi match of the year, as well as my uh, full wrestling match of the year, which I just submitted over at, voices of wrestling. And I think those should be coming out soon. uh, Those top 100 matches. So excited to see where uh, some of this Joshi, some of these Joshi matches place. Um, I think Joshi has improved year over year, every year for the past four or five years. And I think if I had to predict and Kelly, let me know if you disagree with me. I have a feeling that the Utami Shuri match is possibly going to finish in the top 10. Yeah. What do you think?
2: I I agree. I could see it. Yeah, I think top 10. I was going to say top 5, but I I don't know about that cuz there's two there's too many. Well, cuz I was going to say I there's a there's... lot of AEW matches that could cannibalize each other. So just I just think there's points.
1: too much in terms of pure um Sort of volume from AEW, and I think there's enough New Japan stuff from like a Wrestle Kingdom or like the big shows that people might have dropped in for and been like, Oh, this was really good, yeah, to get it into the top. Because I'm thinking, like, um, like there's probably three or four matches from AEW alone that I would be like, Yeah, these are definitely going to be in the top 10. If not higher, so you're already talking about probably two AEW matches, probably you know one or two other uh, like New Japan matches, and a lot of the the people who were like, "Hey, I voted." Here's my top ten. Like Shuri and Utami was it was like number seven, number five, mm-hmm. number six. So it isn't a thing where it's like blowing things away. And I know that the top three are getting like hundreds of votes. Yeah, It's like 200 ballots or something or some crazy number um, where they're like far and away high. So I guess it could happen. But also I weirdly think that them having the rematch at the end of the year that that some people thought was better might also hurt because some people may go, oh, that one was better. But I thought the same thing last year with the – what was it? Mayu Julia matches or something. Was that it? It was a match with Mayu and oh no, Takumi Aroha. And they had two matches in the year. And some people liked the first one better. And some people liked the second one. I went, well, these two matches are going to cannibalize themselves Mm because people are going to split. But I think the first one ended up being the high Joshi match. I think it was like 14th on the list or something.
2: Okay. Um, Yeah. I think, I think, you know, it, Utami Siri will break the top 10. I don't know if it'll be the top-ranking women's match because I think Brit versus uh, Thunder Rosa has a shot at beating it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I... Mm. Well, we'll see. This is the fun... You know, it is more fun to... It's a lot more fun to debate this than usual like three years ago when we were like can a Joshi match get in the top 40 yeah. of this list? And you're like, probably not. Um,
2: <laughs> I do think that it's... no matter what, it'll outrank any WWE match this year. Cause what do they have that got buzz?
1: I know that of what's been submitted so far that stardom has more matches on the list or did a week ago or whatever it was, has more matches on the list than WWE does. Wild which yes, is, is crazy, but it's a lot more. I think I talked about this a long time ago on this podcast. Cause someone asked, what would it take to get a really high, you know, a Joshi match up really high. And I talked about, you know, in years past it was all about, it was this weird combination of like timing and it had to be like a match that was in the later half of the year so that people, it would be on people's minds. Yep. It had to sort of break through that people outside of Joshi were watching it and knew about it.
2: You got to get like a Dave rating on it or something.
1: Which was why like um, the Wrestle Princess match did really good. The, the Yuka uh, Mizuki Wrestle Princess match did really good because it was in November. It got hype outside of Joshi. But now I feel like with stardom sort of doing these big shows all the time, that that may not be true anymore, at least for stardom. Um,
2: Yeah, I think anyone else it needs to be later in the year, but stardom I could see just kind of whenever being fine now.
1: Because they're big enough. Dave talks about them a lot in The Observer. So... Um, we'll see, but I'm excited to see the list. I had some other mat, you know. I had the Gaia match, which was my number one match of the year. I'm excited to see where that finishes, because I know a handful of people who have it quite high, but that's one where I don't know if it got beyond the world of sort of jo- big Joshi fans um, to make a big difference. Like I voted it first. I know some people who voted it, you know, second, third. Didn't you have it like third? Kelly I, had or it pretty high. I don't
2: i don't remember any of my numbers because i had to switch stuff around um got it somewhere
1: well it moved up one slot because your number one match of the it year definitely was did D- was dq'd <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I, I don't know i don't have my list anywhere where did I, did I delete that from my phone was i just so mad i was just like i can't i can't do this anymore
1: I'll vote, but after that I'm deleting any <laughs> any thought of this list.
2: Okay, so I had it at number three. Okay. And it I was know some four. people
1: who had it at two, some people had it at three. So we'll see, you know. We'll see. Uh anyway, back to the last two weeks. Diana had a show on the twenty-third. It was the end of their short uh Title tournament: Nagisa Nosaki defeating Ayako Sato to become the Diana World Champion. Uh, so that's exciting. Nosaki once again a singles champion after spending some time as the Wave, some controversial time as Wave singles champion, where a lot of people liked her reign and a lot of people didn't like her reign. So we'll see what happens with Diana. Uh, Wave had two shows, one on the 16th. Hikari Shimizu and Saki retained their tag titles over Nagisa Nosaki and Takumi Aroha. And Wave had a, a Wave versus Colors show today. Uh, that show aired on YouTube. It's still up on YouTube. Uh, it's a fun little show, nothing major. Um, a very easy show to get to, to get through. It took me about an hour and uh, 15 minutes, some singles matches between uh, wrestlers from each company, but I was happy to see, you know, a show get put up on YouTube that sort of putting shows up on YouTube, at least, you know, live like this one was, although now it's in the sort of on demand format has sort of gone down um, in the last number of months as we've slowly moved out of all the COVID stuff during COVID. There was tons tons of shows on YouTube that has gone less and less but I was happy to see them uh, put that show up. If you want to see more, I would always advocate giving that a watch because if they see a lot of people are watching it, they're more likely to uh, put more shows on YouTube. And that is, as we said, not a ton to talk about for the last two weeks. That is all we have. Um, And we are going to go on. We asked for some questions from listeners, but before we do that, I want to mention that this episode of Jumping Bomb Audio is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And let me tell you, the new year is a great time to focus on what's most important to you, whether it's saving money, By ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. And HelloFresh, listen to this, is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those other 2022 goals of yours. Get some tasty meals. I know where I am here in New York, it's very cold outside. Uh, Don't really like going outside. It's freezing cold. So it's really nice to get something delivered right to my doorstep to be able to cook it without having to go out, find something, order delivery, which often gets expensive. So HelloFresh has a great offer for our listeners, go to hellofresh.com/slash/vow16 and use the code vow16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's right. If you go to hellofresh.com/slash/vow16 and use the code vow16, you can get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Three free gifts. A great offer from HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So as I mentioned, we asked for some questions uh, from the listeners. Not a huge amount of questions this time, but we will start with the first one. The, all of these come from the Voices of Wrestling Discord. There's a channel all about Jumping Bomb Audio there. If you ever want to talk about the show, I'm often in there. Kelly's in there as well. I so lurk. So you can talk with us. You can, Yes, you lurk. Uh, so you can talk with us if you agree with us, if you disagree with us. That's a great place to do it. Had lots of conversations there. But the first question is, what changes do you anticipate for seedling? Will there even be any changes? New people booked, new angles, some people who were maybe – close with the night not being booked anymore, basically asking for an outlook for seedlings 2022. I will say, um, I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, I sort of think of, and we've talked about this on the show before, you know, the Chaco pro sort of what happened with Chaco pro where Chaco pro was sort of being booked by Misakura. um, uh, You know, they have these intricate storylines, very sort of emotional, long-term stories. She leaves, and those stories sort of dissipated. It's now more of a straight wrestling show. I do wonder if they are going to start booking Seedling. You know, Seedling, one aspect of the promotion that I've really liked, as i watched it over the Number of years is they do have these great story. They've had these great storylines. Some of them, which are very long term, I do wonder if now that Nanai is gone, if they pull back on those. Um, maybe waiting for her to return to do those. I think in terms of booking people, I think it's a really interesting time. As we mentioned with the all the actress girls stuff going on, there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there who are. You know, able to be booked, you can bring people in. Seedling's not a promotion that's going to be signing anyone, which I think often limits sort of what their roster is going to be because there's really, um, they really don't sign anyone. They have their main core group and that's all they do. So I think there could be, maybe you see some new people booked to give them a chance, but I think as it's always been, I think they're going to sort of stick with the core signed roster and then the usual people that they've brought in over the years. Kelly, what do you think?
2: Yeah, it's weird. I'm not sure how it's going to go. I mean, now you've got like, you could bring in a group like prominence and there you go. Now you've got a story for a couple of months of, Hey, we're fighting off this invading hardcore army. So like you could always do stuff like that. Um, Outside of that, I honestly don't know what the outlook for the company will be. I think, do we think like she's coming back? Like what, what's the read on that? Cause I can't really get a read on
1: that. I, you know, I don't know. You always think, I mean, with just wrestling in general, that people will come back. I mean, you talk about the list of people who are like, I'm out of here, you know, and I'm talking about big, not like yeah. some guy from a local promotion. Who's like, I'm tired of wrestling. I'm talking like big people who are like I'm done, like I'm out, like we saw in AEW in 2021, you know, CM Punk was a guy who was like no, yeah. I'm done. You know, Brian Danielson was out for years in WWE and came back and there was Edge who you know it I don't know when it would be, but my my thought is always that people are going to come back, especially people who are so involved, you know, this is the promotion you know, founded by her. So I think that she may come back, but I don't know. If they're sitting there. Whoever's doing the booking now is sitting there going, okay, she's going to be back in, you know, a year. Or yeah. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just making a number up. I think they might be operating on the thing of like, okay, she's gone and we have to do our own thing now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I, yeah, I, so I could see it just kind of, being the same, but just without her for a while until they kind of find their footing again. And you have to assume like Yoshiko will come back this year, probably.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things where I think we have to sort of see, once we see a couple shows, we'll sort of figure it out because I think they're at the point now sort of with the way they're set up with the champions that they have To, you know, with uh, Risa being the singles champion, with Asuka and Makoto being the tag champions, that they're sort of new champions. And you have the opportunity, if they do want to sort of set storylines up, that they're sort of starting with a fresh slate with new, you know, new champions, new year. Um, This is sort of for the upcoming uh, two weeks, but they did announce that their January 28th show is canceled because a number of people tested positive for COVID. So unfortunately, sort of that first opportunity to see like, ah, here's Seelings 2022 is not going to happen, but they have a show a few weeks later. Um, I mean, I would hope personally that they sort of just continue on the path that they've been on, which is, you know, doing the storyline type stuff that they've been doing also having good matches, but we'll see, you know, it's not easy to do as we always talk about. So they may just say, okay, well, we just want to put on good matches with interesting wrestlers and, and see what happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the easy option and that's what makes the most sense for now, especially because with COVID, you don't really want to put your entire promotion behind one person that could go down for 2 weeks and ruin a big main event or something.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the, I mean the covid stuff is all weird where it feels mostly like I think people have sort of gotten to the stage of like well, we've we've moved on. There was a lot of talk about like, oh, well, you got to save your matches for after COVID's done. But now at this point, it's like, when is this actually ever going to be done?
2: Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it now is Shibata came back in front of a COVID crowd. You can just do whatever.
1: Yeah. It's like, if you're saving stuff, you're sort of saving it with the understanding that it may be, you know, another year before, you can do it. And is it worth holding on to something for a year if you're then spending a whole year sort of spinning your wheels? Yeah. Otherwise. Especially when
2: the moment like small... will still land, even if there's yeah. the COVID restrictions. The the a, a big moment like that will still matter.
1: Yeah, and if you do that or if you don't do a big moment, it's sort of like, are you losing even more momentum? Because mm-hmm. people are like, well, they're not doing anything, so f- you know, forget about them. Yeah, you know, sort of thing. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. As I said, see, you know, as people know who listen, Seedlings one of my favorite promotions. Um, I do think their second half of 2022 was not bad, but it felt like sort of they did go a little bit into wheel spinning mode. I don't know if that was because of Nanai's stuff, you know what was going on with her, and then she came out. But but we'll see. But I hope that they continue to do storylines because I think that in terms of the Joshi scene, I think they're one of the better promotions at doing these sort of interesting storylines, weaving in you know title matches. They have a great roster. They bring in really exciting uh, outside talent. So my fingers are always crossed. Um, for seedling. Although Kelly, you did remind me there was one show which did happen in the last two weeks which I neglected to put in the recap um, Oh, because they have not started as an official promotion yet, but there was the prominence pre-launch oh, event yeah. um, which I know you and I had strong feelings on um, and yeah. so I'm sort of surprised that I forgot it. Um, my thought was I'm, you know, I know there's a crowd out there that's like prominence is a bad idea. It's stupid. I I don't think that I'm very excited for prominence. I think they've got a great core roster. I think that they can do a lot of really exciting stuff. That being said, I think the pre-launch event did not look good. It did not make me more excited to see the shows. You know, obviously I'll still watch the shows. I'm very excited for them. I thought it looked very low rent. It looked bad. It um, looked really bad. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I was watching it and I was like, "Well, this is sort of like Choco Pro." Yeah, I wanted to say apologize to Choco at. Pro, <laughs> but like Choco Pro's thing is like that is the that's the thing. Like you yeah. go in, and part of the buy in is this is the way it looks.
2: Yeah, this is their house. You do you do things there their way. This was just. I don't know. We decided to run this venue. There's no room for a ring. We're just going to put down mats in front of the stage and put up a weird fence in front of the mats.
1: Yeah, and I was, I was, um, I just turned it on. Like I was excited. I was like, "Ooh, a pre-launch event! This is really exciting." It's on WrestleView Universe. It's really easy to see. And I turned it on, and I was just like, "Oh gosh," um, you know, I'm a big presentation guy i mean one of the reasons i love that Gaia show was that they went all out they were like oh we've got entrance videos and you know i understand this is the pre-launch event you know you're just sort of explaining but i feel like having them appear elsewhere would be a better yeah sort of pre-launch like have them appear on a show like do an ice ribbon. Cause I know they're doing that ice or they did that ice ribbon match, but like have them appear on an ice ribbon Korokin and just be like, this is a prominence match or have them appear on a Tokyo Joshi show and be like, yeah, this is prominence or wherever. I'm just sort of throwing things out. But I just thought I was just like, Oh, this is not, um, sort of, <laughs> this is not sort of what I was hoping this thing would be.
2: No. And like, Suzu bladed on that show and I was like, Man, you did not need to do that. <laughs> um, there was a prominence match on um was it? I was just looking through stuff on Cage Match from yesterday. There was a, a real Japan show. There's a prominence match where uh Akane Fujita and Risa Sarah took on Jaguar, Yakota, and Tiger Queen. So they are working other places.
1: Yeah. I kind of wish that um, show had
2: made tape. That sounds like a fun match.
1: But of course, then there's the other thing of, you know, these pre-launch events are happening on Wrestle Universe, and then the proper launch, which is in April, uh, hasn't been announced. And my biggest fear is that these shows happen and don't make tape, and this all yeah. sort of this all sort of loses um, the the momentum, sort of of like new groups. Um, like the big joint shows that they were doing last year you know the like oh all the all these promotions are banding together I was really excited for those the first one was really good and then it just felt like air being let out of the balloon and then they were like well we're done mm-hmm. and so that's always my fear with new promotions is it's like oh I'm really excited this could be really great and then it turns out it's like half of what I thought it was and, and then it's done
2: If the prominence main show isn't on Wrestle Universe, I hope it ends up on like they just put it on YouTube or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope it ends up somewhere to watch, most importantly, yeah, you know, but um, sort of uh, not not the strongest start for me personally. But again, like I said, I'm still looking forward to it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, The next question, this one, uh, pretty straightforward, is from uh, Rika Tatsumi in the Discord. By the way, that first question about seedling was from uh, Velkij Bracha in the Discord. This one comes from Rika Tatsumi in the Discord, the Rika Tatsumi. Is 2022 the year Mika Iwata wins a singles title? I will say personally, uh, based on history, never bet on Mika Iwata winning. Uh, so I'm gonna say no.
2: I'll say I hope so because she's cool. I like her.
1: Yeah, I certainly hope so. But but the past has uh, the past is not a good indicator.
2: Big uh, of, Momo energy.
1: Of, yeah. Uh, the next question from ten four ten, I believe is how you say it, or maybe ten four one zero in the Discord. Do you ever see stardom? disbanding the stables or stop using the stables the way they do now i'll start with kelly
2: certainly not because that's just another booking crutch they can use they've they've got all these titles and all these uh groups like hey just throw together some shows like that it's super easy
1: (laughs) well and you know a lot of promotions use this sort of stay i mean new japan is one um obviously dragon gate is a big one But even now, we'll talk about in a second, Marvelous is doing sort of a thing like that. So it's an easy way to, and it's the way stardom's been for so long. I don't know that there would be any reason for them to do it. Like, I don't know if they were like, oh, we're just, we're everyone for themselves. Like, then what would that sort of look like? Like, even AEW sort of does this thing where it's like, ah, we're working together, even though they're not running around going, oh, we have stables, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's still people sort of in these loose groups, I guess I would say. It just
2: wouldn't make sense to just disband them all because that would everyone just be like, okay, we're not allowed to be friends anymore. Like, no one is friends with anyone anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just don't see any. And then it's like, oh, we're going to do a six person tag. Like, how do you determine what groups people are, you know? Yeah. It's a sort of a natural thing because you have, you know, you have multi-person matches. Like you have to have some sort of coordination with other people. Um, so I just don't see it ever happening, especially with stardom. That's been doing it really for a long, long time. I, I don't see it happening now. Nah. Uh, uh, the next question is from ice age coming in the discord. And this is uh, a vote. Uh, Marvelous team, red team, yellow team, blue team, purple or team black. And, Kelly, I'll give you the teams, and you tell me which is your favorite. Uh, Team Red, Takumi Aroha, Hibiscus Me, Riko Kawahata, Miyako Matsumoto, and Saki Akai. Team Yellow is Chikayo Nagash- Nagashima, Yurika Oka, Aihozan, and Ansham. Team Blue is, newly, Asuka, Rin Katakura, Itsuki Aoki, and Yu. Team Purple is Maria and Makoto. And Team Black is... Tomoko Watanabe, Keoru Ito, and Sakura Hirota. So what's your favorite team there? I'd Kelly? go team
2: red because Takumi Oroha is cool. Uh, I like Saki Kai a lot and Miyako Matsumoto is always up to some nonsense. So yeah, no team red for sure.
1: Yeah. Team red, very strong. Although I, I have to vouch uh team purple. Maria has always been my, you know, there's much less of them um, around now, but, Maria was always my marvelous rookie from the beginning. So always a big fan of Maria and Makoto, I think has been someone who has improved year over year. I, you know, a couple of years ago, if you would have had a big match with Makoto, I would have said, do I, am I excited for this? (laughs) Now I am excited. I mean, she's gotten a lot better. Uh, I think she's very good now. Uh, so I'll throw a vote behind team purple and the final, um, question although i think kelly may have uh, a classic kelly bonus question i do
2: and i have another question I that know. i came up with
1: so we've got oh. two more
2: after this one
1: all right so from mass cabana in the discord predict who will be holding the main title for each promotion at the end of the year this is a very interesting question so i guess we'll start we'll just go down the list we'll start with the big one which is stardom. Who do you think will be holding? Um, I'm going to say the red belt at the end of the year. I would say that that's their big belt. Currently yeah. held by Shuri. Who do you think will be holding at Kelly at the end of the end of 2022, December 31st, 2022? I feel
2: like with stardom, you can just go with the betted on black uh, message and just, just go with Mayu. Like that seems like a safe bet.
1: I'm going to say I am going to bet and I'm going to say it's going to be Julia.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think would be
1: my I think would be my pick. I think that she probably defeats Yuri for the title at some point. And they have shown that they are sort of willing to go with long, uh, longer title reigns for this. I think if she wins it, you know, sort of like mid year, let's just say she could hold it for a while through the end of the year and then you work on building up i don't know whoever would be next i can't even think of who that would be whoever whoever that would be but i i you know seems like sort of a safe bet Mm -hmm. um to go with julia but you know that's my pick so we'll then go with seedling currently held by arisa nakajima who will be holding the beyond the sea title i'm
2: going with we're getting yoshiko come back and then she'll be the champ that's my guess i was
1: i was thinking the same exact thing i think when she comes back she's going to win the title i think they're sort of waiting for that to happen so that is also uh that would also be my pick uh tokyo joshi the princess of princess championship currently held by miyu yamashita Kelly, who will be holding that title at the end of 2022?
2: I was thinking about this earlier this morning. What if Miu just has the belt like forever? Like she's just a super champion for like a long long time. So I'm going with Miu. I think I think she's going to hold it
1: through the entire year. I'm going to take a big swing I I conti- I am continuously wrong about Tokyo Joshi but I am going to take a big swing I'm going to will it into happening and I'm going to say it's going to be Maki Ito. I think I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I think it has to be. Yeah. By I think it has to be just because if she wins if she doesn't have it at the end of the year I think it means she didn't win it at all in 2022. Yeah. Which to me would be like uh-oh. Like what's going on? Um So uh Yeah, that would be my pick but I've been wrong so much about Tokyo Joshi.
2: <laughs> well, you know we're I'm both like, going to be wrong and it'll just be like Rika or something.
1: I mean, I think Shoko Nakajima could win the title at Sumo Hall. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't think it'll be Miyu. I just think, like, based on what I think, I'm starting to do the thing where I'm like, what do I think? Okay, Tokyo Joshi will do the opposite (laughs) of that. So I'm like, I would keep the title on Miyu, which means Shoko Nakajima is going to win the title.
0: Yeah. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan off. Again, that's arena club.com slash V O W net arena club.com slash V O W net for 10% off your first purchase on arena club. And we thank them for sponsoring the voice of the wrestling podcast network.
1: Um, let's, uh, we'll do ice ribbon. What do we think about? What do we think about ice ribbon? I'm throwing it over to you, Kelly, again, because I'm Gonna try and think about this while you. Yeah,
2: answer. no, Ice Urban is such a toss-up right now. Um, I, don't, I, I guess maybe go back to Fujimoto. Like, I,
1: it's I so know, funny like, because if Prominence hadn't broken away, I would say Suzu. Yeah, like, exactly. That seems like an obvious one. And they still choose. could,
2: depending on how things shake out, but.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, is it one of the young, like, do they trot? And also a thing is that any one of these sort of younger wrestlers at any point, they could be like, now this person, like they sort of did that with Suzu a couple yeah. of years ago. Where it was like, okay, she's retiring the, the bicycle thing and she's going away. And like at the beginning of the year, I'm not sure that people would have said, oh, she's going to retire, you know. She's going to retire her gimmick thing that she does and, you know, change her whole character and become big. Like, um, like maybe I could see them trying with like Mika Ozaki just as someone who's sort of like in the sort of mid – level but has gotten the sort of higher chances you know she just lost the triangle ribbon she had the tag titles for a while i mean really now i'm looking at their um i'm looking at their roster and really i'm that's the one it's like nabuki hoshi maybe but she just lost a title shot like and i guess they they are capable of having someone, you know, someone, you know, Todoro Satsuki could all of a sudden come out of nowhere and win the title. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to swing big and say Mike Ozaki. Okay. That's going to be my prediction.
2: Yeah, I'll just go with Old Faithful
1: and just say Tsukasa. Um, uh, who else should we go with here? Let's do Sendai Girls. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The thing about Sendai Girls is they barely ever have any title matches.
2: Honestly, I um, couldn't tell you who their champion is right now.
1: It's Hashimoto.
2: Okay, then Hashimoto. <laughs> there there we go. That's cause that's what I was going to say, but I was like, I don't know that for sure. So yeah, no, Hashimoto's just gonna have it forever. It's Hashimoto.
1: It's Hashimoto who has held the belt now for eight hundred and thirty three days. Yeah. And okay. has had and has had five defenses
2: yeah no Hashimoto then
1: yep <laughs> Hashimoto she had that defense against Takumi Oroha in November so she won the belt from Seri back in 20 October of 2019 defended it a couple days before COVID hit on March 8th 2020 then went an entire year technically quote-unquote, defended it, I mean, did defend it at the Gaia show because all the titles were on the line.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: um, then defended it the next month against Mio, and then November, five defenses. So yeah. really one title win. So the first one actually wasn't a defense. She's had four defenses. Yeah. And that no. one on the eighth was against Yuri where she, I think where she knocked her, was that the, no, that was the, that was the rematch cuz in January of 2020 they had that match where um Chihiro got like shoot knocked out um oh, yeah. at the beginning of the year and they had the rematch and Chihiro won against Siri that was before Siri was in um that was even before Siri was in stardom jeez yeah. um so so sure <laughs> you want to go with Hashimoto
2: yeah just keep on going just keep on rolling
1: Her fifth reign lasting 833 days. So she must be well over. Is she over like 1,500 days as champion? Well, remember the first couple reigns were she would like win it from someone and then she'd lose it. And then she. So first reign, 85 days, then lost it to Aja Kong. Then won it back, had it for 65 days, lost it to Hiroya Matsumoto. Got it back. (laughs) <laughs> and then held it almost a year and lost it to Ayako Hamada who then had to vacate the title because she got busted for drugs and <laughs> then did some math. and then then it's been you know 349 days lost it to, to Siri and then got it back and has had it for 833 days um so yeah that's a good i mean Hashimoto's a, a pretty solid
2: <laughs> yeah i feel safer in that uh, one than even with the uh the Mayu bet <laughs>
1: like safe um safe pick so those are uh our predictions for the for the big promotions who will be singles champion? so kelly i will throw it to you for the the final uh the i guess wrestling related question you have and then the non-wrestling related question you have which i'll let you answer yourself
2: all right so my question that i'm asking the show including myself is what do you want to see in 2022 in joshi
1: I mean, the thing I want to see in 2022 and Joshi is the thing I want to see in 2022 and wrestling in general, which is the crowds. Yeah. Um, come back. I mean, I have to say, you know, we've talked about it on the show, although we probably for how much I think about it, we probably don't talk about it that much as a percentage. But the clapping, I think, to me, has... It's made things very difficult in a way now that at the beginning it was sort of like, oh, you know, you have to adjust to this. You have to get used to it. Now it's just sort of a thing that I'm like, oh, this is the way it works that actively hampers my enjoyment of almost all wrestling that I watch. But I don't really think about it because now it's like, yeah, this is just the way that this is just the way it is. And the Mm. way it is, is a way I don't like it, but I'm not sitting there every match going, oh, you know, oh my God, they're not, you know, they're not
2: clapping. It's Chris Jericho's Japan.
1: I mean, but I think the clap crowds coming back also will, I mean, it's more, or not the clap crowds coming back, Uh, like full crowds being able to cheer coming back, I think will affect a lot of things more than even just, Oh, now they can cheer. Like, I think schedules will be more normalized and there will be more, like, I just think it will help every aspect of things where it's like the buildings will be more full and they'll be doing, you know, they will be cheering and the schedules will be more normal and like everything will do that. Um, and I think, you know, promotions like stardom may get, You know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, their presentation is the same every show. And I'm like, probably part of that is they don't want to spend a lot on production when, you know, they're running these huge venues and they're only, you know, X amount full. And I'm like, maybe that will improve the production everywhere in all of wrestling. You know, New Japan had Wrestle Kingdom this year and went really low, sort of didn't have the screens above the ring, didn't have a lot of these things. I mean, that really is my one hope because really looking we talked about our match of the year i mean my match of the year ratings were way down i mean usually in a in a sort of typical year of wrestling my top 10 is usually composed of a handful of five star matches like and then mostly four and three quarter matches and maybe one four and a half star match this year. I had like five, four and a half star matches on my top 10. I only had three total, all of wrestling, five star matches. I only had one five star match in all of Joshi this year. Usually I have, you know, four or five. So I think it's just an overall, I mean, I think there's a lot of good workers. Like, I don't know that there's things the companies are doing wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it's just this overall sort of malaise that I just sit there and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, you sit there and the matches start and it's an absolute silence and then it's like clap, clap, clap. (laughs) I'm like, ugh, I just can't do it anymore. Nah. What's yours?
2: What I want to see, there's two things. I want to see prominence succeed in whatever the whatever success looks like to them. I want that. I want that to happen. And then I also want to see uh, Gleet expand their women's division. Like, one one person I thought of that I really actually want to see in Gleet is uh, Cherry, because she's a battle arts veteran, and she's actually really good at that kind of UWF style, so I hope they bring her in and maybe just run more UWF shows, run more women's matches on the UWF shows. Yeah, I I want to see them expand their women's stuff for sure.
1: Those are... uh... Those are two good ones that also reminded me. Another thing we didn't talk about in the recap is, well, this is from a while ago, but I do have to recommend um, to everyone that freedoms Kelly. I know you watch this match as well, but freedoms put up um, from January 3rd on their YouTube, the match between Rina Yamashita and June Kasai, the hardcore match they had there. Both Kelly and I watched that. I think we might've had identical ratings. I went four and a quarter
2: yeah Um, i will i just want four
1: okay so i was four and a quarter kelly was four it's a if you enjoy hardcore matches and this is like a real you know not like a tokyo joshi hardcore match this is like a real thing if you enjoy that uh there's no toys um there's no uh kaiju being destroyed to make kelly worry about uh loss on investment um (laughs) But if you enjoy that style, it's a really good match. It's available on the Freedoms YouTube. Um, it's pretty short. I think the whole match is like 15 minutes or something.
2: Yeah, something um, like that.
1: So definitely worth checking out. That. Uh, oh, and Kelly, you have the last question, which is only for you. So I will go silent at this moment and let you <laughs> do this.
2: Okay, this is uh, from my friend Mahoney. And he, uh, he asks us, uh, imagine you're at a crowded beach and you're going to poop. No stopping it. It's happening. Do you poop in the sand or in the water? The water and the sand are equally crowded. So I was thinking about this a lot yesterday. So what I would do is I would just just be real chill, just sitting sitting in the sand, you know, just being a real chill guy, just slowly, while no one's watching, digging a hole underneath myself, just like you know, digging a little hole. And even if someone noticed, they'd be like, wow, look at that chill guy digging a hole. He must be, he's going to bury himself. I bet he's going to have a great time. And then just get, get in the hole a little bit, leave a little room at the bottom, and then just put pull the, the swim trunks or whatever down a little bit and just, just just poop in the hole. And then just, you know, pull him up, put some sand over it like I'm a kitty. And there we go. Problem solved. Taylor, what would you do?
1: great i would go in the water okay uh anyway the upcoming shows in joshi uh stardom has their next big show on january 29th nagoya supreme fight um pretty fun card it starts uh the opening dark match i believe it's going to be a dark match uh a battle royal with Mei Sakurai, Wakasukiyama, Momokogo, Saki Kashima, Ruaka, Fukigendeth and Hina. Kelly, who do you think emerges from this battle royal uh, as a winner? Pretty interesting. Battle, um, they don't do a lot of battle royals in stardom.
2: I feel like, why not, Mobokogo? She's new. Like, Might as well give her a little shine. But probably like someone from Wedow Tai or they'll all get dumped out at the same time or something.
1: Yeah. I think Momo is a good, or maybe my Sakurai wins to build into this, whatever she's doing with cosmic (laughs) angels. That's um, like, I just kept
2: thinking when you were, when, you know, she said like, Oh, just wait to see what I'm going to do. Like there's in the back of my head. I'm like, who gives this shit?
1: (laughs) Just you wait? It's a threat. Yeah. Um, The first, uh, I believe, official match on the card is for the Future of Stardom title, the champion Hanan going up against Lady Seat. I mean, to me, I think that this could be one of the better uh, Future of Stardom title matches. So I am looking forward to this one.
2: Yeah, that could be a good match.
1: Uh, And really, I think it could go either way. I think Hanan could probably use the victory to Mm -hmm. sort of solidify her reign, but I could see it going to a new member of Queen's Quest, Lady C. That's right. She is in Queen's Quest. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. The next match, a tag match, a I believe a grudge match here, they would call it, or Gabe Sapolsky would certainly call it a grub, grudge <laughs> match. Uh, uh, The Queen's Quest team, Utami and Azumi, going up against the Oedo Tai duo of Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid. Should be another uh, very good match. Nothing um, on the line here, but should be fun. You know, good match at the beginning of the card to wake the crowd up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, The next match is for the vacant SWA title, Mina Shirakawa going up against the one of the newest members of the stardom roster, Tecla. Um to me, I see Tecla winning because I think yeah. that there's more possibilities with the SWA title.
2: Because yeah, um, they still they still do the gimmick with that where it's people from different countries against each other,
1: right? Correct. Yeah, they so they she's fudged gonna win. it. They they fudged it when Suri um won it because she is half Japanese, so she was able to defend it against other japanese people but if tekla wanted that would be easy you wouldn't have to think about exactly any of that stuff uh the next match the tag title goddesses of stardom title match the champions of the new champions koguma and hazuki taking on the dono mundo duo of micah and himika kelly do you see a, a title change a quick t- title change here
2: I don't see a title change, but can we talk about Micah like losing her mind and becoming a bear?
1: Uh sure, you can talk about that all. <laughs> what, what
2: what has happened? Like she, <laughs> I've always said she has crazy eyes. Like that's one thing I've always said, but it's really coming out now that she's got the bear costume on and is like foraging for berries and stuff. Like what? She's just she's what? lost it. <laughs>
1: Well, I will say that for a long time, I've said that she doesn't have a very strong personality. And this is certainly one way to, uh, I guess, show some show some personality. I kind of like that. Yeah, she's (laughs)
2: like, here's my personality. I'm a fucking weirdo. (laughs) Just going to dress up like a bear and become a bear. And is it is the idea that she's going to be more of a bear than Koguma is because like that's her thing. She's like, no, 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 I'm going all the way. I'm going to go dig around in the forest for things and just wear this costume and look crazy
1: all the time. I'm going to become an actual bear.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I hope she wrestles Uh, the the match in the bear suits.
1: (laughs) You never know. Uh, Stranger things have happened. The next match is for the Wonder of Stardom title, uh, the champion, new champion, another new champion, Sayaka Matani going up against Unagi Sayaka. Uh, this is one uh, I don't know that I can see Unagi winning with no. Saya as new champion, but um, should be an interesting match, a big test for Saya and Unagi, but certainly for Saya as the new champion, we will um, see how that one goes. I feel like the, that match
2: could either be really good or could fall apart and be really bad. Just because they've uh, both had those matches where like if something goes wrong it just kinda goes pfft. but like they they can do really good work. So I, I hope it goes well.
1: Yeah, I'm still interested. I still think Sayakamatani's ma- match structuring needs some work and I'm a bit concerned being in there with Udagi. Like when she's in there with some more experienced people, it can sort of go through, you know, it can sort of get through that. Um, But, you know, sort of interested to see how that all plays out. Uh, The next match is the World of Stardom Challenge three-way battle. So the way that this will work is it is a three-way match. um, Elimination style, I guess you would call it. The person who gets the first pinfall or submission will challenge the winner of the World of Stardom title match on March 26th. It will then go to a one-on-one match, and the winner of that match will challenge for the World of Stardom title on March 27th, the following day. Uh, This three-way battle between Mayu Iwatani, Tom Nakino, and Julia. So, Kelly, who do you think are the two people? Two wrestlers who win a title challenge here.
2: Um, hmm, that's hard. It's hard to pick two winners <laughs> in a match because then it's just well, who loses? Um, uh, I don't think Julia loses. Uh, do I think Mayu loses or Tom loses? Maybe Mayu, because again, if she loses, who cares? She's the icon of stardom. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to go with the winners are Tom and Julia.
1: All right. I'm going to go with the winners are Tom and Mayu. Oh. And because I think it's too early for Julia to have a title match with Shuri, because I think she's going to win the title.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good point.
1: I think what happens is... I'm going to do some booking prediction. I think Tom wins first. She gets the title match on the 26th and loses. Mayu wins second and gets the title match on the 27th, and they go to a time limit draw.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Because I think then you can build up, oh, Suri, two title matches in one. You know, she won one, then she was very tired. She couldn't beat Mayu, but she didn't lose. Just because I think it's slightly too early because I think Julia is going to be the next holder of the title. So I think it's slightly too early to give Julia a title shot unless unless the stardom's thought is, well, Siri is just a, like, a placeholder. And then, you know, it could be like a Mayu-Julia situation where Siri goes to a draw with Mayu or something. And then the next night loses to Julia. And the whole thought is like, well, she had to wrestle twice in you know, two nights. It was very hard. You know, she went to the time limit draw against Mayu. So I guess I could see something like that.
2: Yeah, Uh, no, that, that fits.
1: But funny. We're, we're already plugging in Siri because the main event of this show, the world of stardom title match, Siri, defending her title against the newly debuting Mirai. Uh, I think this is too soon for Mirai to have a title match. She hasn't oh, done, yeah. literally, she's done almost nothing in this company.
2: Yeah, no, um, it's it, that's uh, establishing the lost post of uh, Donna Del Mundo,
1: possibly. Yeah. Um, you know, it happens sometimes. The wrestler debuts, they get a title match. She will lose. I think there's, I would put Mirai winning in about half of 1%. I yeah.
2: Think. Yeah, I think it's I feel like fluke. and even that is kind of generous. Yeah. yeah, it's Siri um, needs to like fall and break her leg. And they're just like, I don't know, but the, have Mirai win.
1: <laughs> it's also interesting because it's higher than, you know, Mirai in Tokyo Joshi. A company that in ring wise, I, th- I think everyone would probably agree on the whole is not as strong as stardom. And it isn't like Mirai was at the top of the company with Miyu Yamashita, you know, as these majorly established, you know, all-time workers. And now it's like, okay, one of your, your first big show, your main eventing. Mm -hmm. Could she deliver? I think she certainly is capable. She has the potential, but it's a big spot for someone who is moving essentially from the mid card of a non in-ring Focus promotion or historically non in-ring based promotion to the main event of an in-ring based promotion. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll, I'll, I have my fingers crossed. I think it certainly could be good. I mean, Siri is, was my wrestler of the year last year. So if anyone can pull it out, I have faith in Siri, but we will see. But overall, I think an interesting, Card. I'm glad to have the tag titles back to sort of break up this single match. Single match. They have the three way match. They have a battle royal. So overall, I think a, a pretty fun, uh, fun looking card.
2: Yeah, it's a different looking card for once from for them. So I'm I'm excited for this show.
1: Stardom is also going to have a show a few days later on February 1st at Corrigan Hall. Of course, they haven't announced anything for that show yet because it's going to be based on what happens at this big show on the 29th, and they also have a show on the 6th at Sendai Pit. Uh, Seedling, as I mentioned, Sendai a little, Pitt
2: being like the, uh, the pit uh, thing from like that ICW No Holds Barred runs. I hope that's true. I, I want to see them fighting in an <laughs> MMA cage that's full of like doors.
1: Seedling, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, was going to have a show on January 28th, but that was canceled because a number of wrestlers... Uh, tested positive for COVID. So that show has been canceled. Oz Academy has a show on February 6th with a tag title match main event, Hiroya Matsumoto and Rina Yamashita defending against Mei Suruga and Momoko Hanazono. Uh, that should be a fun match. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to that. And then a three-way semi-main event, Mayumi Ozaki against Kaori Oniyama and Ram Kaichou. So another sort of interesting match there. Tokyo Joshi has a show on January 29th with the Max Hart Tournament semi-final matches, which will be Rika Tatsumi and Miyu Watanabe going up against Moko Miyamoto and Yuki Arai, and on the other side the Bakaretsu sisters, Nadoka Tenma and Yuki Aino going up against Yuki Kamafuku and Asuka. Um, I'm fingers crossed, I'm hoping for a Rika Miyu Yuki Asuka final. Yes. Personally, uh, that is what I'm hoping for, because I think that match would be great, and I think either team would make good challengers for Magical Sugar Rabbits. Um, so that is my fingers crossed, but of course, now that I've said it, and I hope that it happens in Tokyo Joshi, that means it won't happen.
2: Well, I think for sure we can say that Tetsumi and Watanabe are go are going to the finals.
1: Yeah, I would, yes, I would predict that.
2: It's it's the Bakaretsu sisters that could screw everything up for us
1: yeah i i could easily see the bakuretsu sisters winning and doing like a one final challenge thing at sumo hall although part of me is like would they do that if it's like well tenma's leaving like would they do that yeah i wouldn't (laughs) but i could also see them winning this match and then maybe rika and miyu win like the final, and it's like, oh, the Bakuretsu sisters, they got so close. You know, that could be the story. Like, they got so close. And then you have Rika, you know, you have, you know, Yuka, Mizuki, and Rika in a big match there. Mm-hmm. You know, your your Princess of Princess title match is big, you know, with Miyu and Shoko. Then you would have four pretty big names in the tag match, and then you have Maki Ito against whoever. Um, for the uh international princess, so that w- that would be pretty four pretty big matches, but um, really, we'll I just want on-
2: Camille and Oscar to win overall. <laughs> I really like yeah, that so team. I would love that
1: because I think that they would have a great uh match but but you know, we'll see, I don't know what their plan is just because it's Oscar an outsider if they want that to main event, yeah. Uh, but we will see. Sendai Girls has a show on February four. Two pretty fun tag matches at the top. Chihiro Hashimoto and Manami against Sayoriya and Asuka. Speaking of Asuka. <laughs> and the main event, Dash Chizako and Hiroyu Matsumoto against Mika Iwata and Miyuki Takase. So two fun matches there. Ice Ribbon has some shows coming up on the 29th, the 30th, and February 5th. But nothing has been announced for those matches. So that is everything coming up in the next two weeks of Joshi. I'm sure on the next episode we will cover the big stardom show. Um, hopefully, um, we will cover the Tokyo Joshi Max Heart matches as well and maybe one or two of these other shows. Still won't have so, been
2: able to watch that uh, Ice Urban show.
1: Uh, correct, sadly. <laughs> uh, Kelly, anything else to add before we wrap everything up?
2: No, I'm I'm all joshied out. I got I got everything out of my system for the two weeks.
1: All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Jbomb Audio if you missed us. Uh, asking if you had a question you wanted to ask and you missed it, uh, follow us on that Twitter. We'll always tweet out when we are looking for questions when we do these episodes with questions. You can also follow Kelly at Comic Geek Kelly and me at Tay uh, Subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice to make sure you get these episodes right as they drop. And if that place happens to be Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate it. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to us at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping bomb audio. And also remember, you can go to hellofresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts from HelloFresh. So for Kelly, my name is Taylor. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you in two weeks on another episode of Jumping Bomb Audio.